Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Oh, 
things you're ready to see and so wonderful, amazing. And I hope, we hope that all of you beautiful, great, positive, motivational Monday this morning. Uh, we are one week closer to Christmas, and we're happy to be here. We're happy that you guys are here with us. And uh, we got news, we got headlines, we got updates, we got all that good stuff for you today. Um, so without further delay, before I actually, a small, 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 tiny, tiny delay. Um, I want to let you know that I saw some great things over the weekend. Awesome, great people, awesome, wonderful, awesome stuff. And I saw a lot of motivating things. Um, so I really hope that you have a great week. And uh, we will share it all with each other. Talk about it. Uh, first things first, this is very important. The King County Health Department is looking at options to run a mass. Bless you, Monica. Uh, looking at options to run a mass COVID 19 vaccination in uh, announced it just last week, closing the Batavia vaccination back in early January. After public input and conversations with the Kane County Board, health department officials said they are reassessing the operation of the Vax Hub site and will consider options to mass clinics in early 2022 based on vaccine demand and labor resources. So the health is not in and out. Hang on a second there, Norma. How about now? How about now? How are we looking? Am I cutting in and out now? Hopefully not. Okay, I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's going to be in early 2022 based on vaccine demand and labor resources. Uh, according to Jared Sanchez, chairman of Kane County Board's Public Health Committee, we are extremely grateful for all of the work that our staff has put in and beyond what was expected of them. While current health department trends are moving away from the mass vac site model, in Kane County, we're continuing to see public benefit from having one. Um, so we are working toward a solution that is responsive to community needs while still being fiscally responsible in its execution. The current vax hub is located in a vacant retail space at 501 North Randall Road in Batavia that formerly housed a Sam's Club. Interesting. All right, so don't fret, my dear people. Health resources are not going anyway. Monica, how are you feeling this morning? How are you? Not too bad. How was your weekend? Pretty good. Um, Thank you, Cruz. Um, I guess shout out to all the uh, students who graduated the semester. Instead, we celebrated. All celebrated. Good, good. Congratulations to all you AU folks. Uh, Angelica Guzman, congratulations to you as well. Good job, all of you uh, graduates. Get your education on, get your learn on, and now these people are ready to tackle all the problems of the world and help make it a better place. I love that. All right, this is Monica's last week, and then she is going on vacation next week. And a few people are going on vacation. Al Hernandez, good morning to you. Maria Chirito, good morning. Michelle Gums, what is up? Aisha Saxon, Norma Peterson, good to see all of you guys. Monica was cutting out because she talks just a tad bit soft, and we're sharing our mic this morning, but we are we are up in this thing, you guys. Can you hear word us? Up. Ah, <laughs> word up, word up. All right, guys. So, um, moving right along, I saw um, saw some great stuff over the weekend, and um, I saw a few people that I hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, Friday night, we got together. One of my friends, um, she recently uh, moved to St. Charles, so congratulations to her. She got a brand new crib. Congrats, her and her son are doing um, very good. Good things are happening with them. Saw a bunch of great community partners of ours on Saturday as well. Yesterday was an interesting day. Uh, it was a calm day, got a whole lot of work done, but also found out and discovered um, some great things as well. We hope that you guys had a safe weekend. Let us know how your weekend was. Word up, Allie, I love you. Ah, you guys are awesome. Alvin Soto is here. Good morning to you, Alvin. APD is in the house. All right. Um, 
So what's your weekend plans? Or excuse me, what's your Christmas plans? You guys got anything going on for next week? If you do, please let us know in the chat so we can shout you guys out and see uh, see what you're doing. Who knows? I might crash your party. You know what I'm saying? Might come to your house. Knock, knock. What y'all got to eat? Okay. Um, so moving right along. Here's a good story I saw this morning, just this morning in the newspaper. Illinois is poised to lead in the development of clean energy. That was the message U.S. Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, along with Governor Pritzker, brought with them Friday on a visit to Fermi National Accelatory Laboratory in Batavia. Now, if you remember correctly, that was breaking news on Friday. I debuted it to you live on air that J.B. Pritzker was going to be at Fermi Lab, and he indeed was there. The two were part of a delegation touring Illinois energy research and development facilities that also included Senator Dick Durbin, U.S. Representatives Lauren Underwood, Bill Foster, Sean Caston, and Bobby Rush, and chairman of the, excuse me, Bobby Rush is the chairman of the House Energy Committee. Grant Holmes said during the tour she got a chance to, quote, see what's going on with the huge investment in energy research in Illinois. A place like Fermilab does theoretical particle research looking for the basic building blocks of matter, which means, quote, one does not always know where that research will lead, close quote. But some of Fermilab's research into the nature of existence has also produced such discoveries as MRI technology to detect cancer. Wow. That same kind of theoretical research could lead to the discovery of technologies that could help fight climate change. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So climate change is real. Climate change is important. And climate change is something, it's among the things that uh, we here on this show like to highlight and take advantage of. Members of the delegation got a glimpse of what, or excuse me, of that when hearing about Fermilab's advances in supercomputing, which involves storing data in small chips instead of line servers, saving space and energy. Last year, the Department of Energy selected Fermilab to lead one of the department's five new National Quantum Information Science Research Centers. The funding is part of the U.S. National Quantum Initiative, which invests over $1 billion in awards to artificial intelligence and quantum information science research institutes. I love it. Now, when I interviewed Bill Foster, he told me a lot of this stuff and I was pretty impressed because it's interesting to know that Monica could you see who's ringing our bell at this moment but don't let them in um just let me know and yeah so our bell just rang live on air ladies and gentlemen and uh Monica's gonna check and see who that was but according to both Granholm and Pritzker, they talked about the Climate Equity Jobs Act passed in Illinois that creates jobs in clean energy. And Pritzker touted it as making Illinois ready on one day to use the money from the proposed federal Build Back Better plan. That's interesting stuff. All right. Uh, Monica, if you would be so kind, take us to a commercial and let us know what's happening on a local tip. Give us like three quick joints. Good morning and happy Monday. Here are your local headlines. Don't forget to please subscribe to, to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Tinsel will be at the Millennium Plaza Gazebo on Stope on Saturday the 18th from 1pm to 3pm. Come take pictures with Jolly Old St. Nick and get your chance to ask him for Christmas gifts in person. Unless we get lucky, this may be our last time to see... Santa. This Wednesday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., State Representative Barbara Hernandez will be hosting a great event at the Alive Center, located at 78 South LaSalle Street here in Aurora. The event is titled Politics and Pastries and is part of an empowerment series called Dare to be Rare. No pre-registration is required. Come on out on the 15th and take part in something great. Round two of the Illinois Rental Payment Program is open and accepting applications. Eligible households may qualify for up to 18 months of assistance from June 2020 through April 2022. The deadline for application is Sunday, January 9th at midnight. 
For more information or questions, you can call the Neighbor Project at 630-906-9400, and then I'll be sharing that link for you to apply in our chat. On December 17th at Java Plus, there will be a great musical event with salsa band Impacto Boricua. This will be a live event and will feature the tastiest thing you ever heard of, poquito eggnog lattes. Alto Grande, Alto Grande Puerto Rican coffee, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that, uh, Puerto Rican coffee will also be served. This event will be held from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Come on out for dancing and coffee at Java Plus. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, here's the thing about the news, though. Monica, hit the claps for you. Do that for yourself. Just, just you know what? I know what y'all thinking. I know what y'all thinking. I have never heard news that good. Well, get ready for more. Thank you very much, Monica. I appreciate it so, so much. You know, the interesting thing about doing the news live, ladies and gentlemen, is that anything that happens, we're all joining in on the fun. Okay. Oh, good Lord have mercy. So over the weekend, there was a great event that took place at Java Plus, and it was called Christmas at the Coffee Shop. There were a lot of great vendors. There were a lot of great things there. And not only that, a lot of great community partners. Mr. Javier Reyes of Java Plus. We saw him on Saturday. He's a great man, great friend of the show. I interviewed him. And uh, not only was our interview um, poignant, he worked for the IRS as an agent for many years. He was an armed agent for the IRS. And uh, it was absolutely cool to hear that story. So, you know, you can learn a lot when you interview people who are in law enforcement. Good morning, y'all. Good morning to all y'all. Hey. You're tuning in to the number one news show in the history of TV. Good morning, Aurora. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The livest. Cruz, special guest? Yeah, special guest. You know what? People be coming late and they just hop in. Oh, we're here. Well, you're 20 minutes late. Okay. So, Cruz, he says that he has shopping to do. Allie has shopping to do. Anna Sierra has shopping to do. RM Rajpashki, good morning to you as well. Norma Peterson, GAMS fan. Word up to Monica and Allie Hernandez. Okay, you guys. So, what do you guys think about the hat? How I look? Y'all all right? How the hat look? Is the hat fresh? Is the hat fresh? You guys like it? It's a little bit different though, you know? Typically Santa got the yellow hat. I'm rocking the blue today because it goes with my mood, actually. I'm more of a blue kind of guy. Red is like a hyper fiery, loud, boisterous color. I'm more of a calm, peaceful, you know, water, tranquil. The word of the day is tranquil. I'm a tranquil kind of guy. Okay, not- There is a Hulu uh, show called I think it's um, Nine Strangers. Nine Strangers, okay. Something like that. But they're, you remind me of Tranquil or whatever. Yeah. It's called Tranquilum. Tranquilum. Tranquilum? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, that's like the facility where they go and do like a transformation uh, event going on with these nine strangers. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I might check it out. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. All right. Hit the Hulu up. Hit the Hulu up. Um, Tranquil. Tranquilium? Tranquilium, that's the like the what the place is called. Tranquilium. All right. Tranquilium. Check out Tranquilium <laughs> on Hulu. It is endorsed by Monica, you guys. All right. Uh Josie Mendoza Geller, good morning to you. Aisha, what's up? Thank you, Allie. It's Fry. Michelle it's Fly. Michelle says she loves the hat. Sounds like a shopping party. That's right. Okay. Next things next, you guys. Uh, as I told you, Monica is leaving this weekend. It's her last week on the show until next week after, the, which will be the 27th. Uh, Monica will be back. Monica's going home for the holidays. Now, I saw something. What do you guys know about Christmas lights on Leonard Avenue? You guys know about that? Leonard Avenue's Christmas lights has been a famous and storied part of Aurora for a very long time, and I've got some news about it. Our friend Josh Schultz and Mr. Pat Finley were working long hours to get the painting done uh, for some of the display that you could see at Leonard's Avenue. The time is 8.16 a.m. 
All right. It's been a busy pre-holiday season for the residents of Leonard Avenue, uh, as folks there were under the gun to get the iconic decorations on the Aurora Street all gussed up for the 70th anniversary of the beloved holiday drive-through display. But this time-honored neighborhood tradition uh, went live just yesterday at 6 p.m. And if you get a chance this month, see the Leonard Avenue Christmas display, not just to reflect upon the luminous story of the nativity, but to fully appreciate the near miraculous effort it has taken to present this traditional gift to our community each and every year since 1951. Uh, this is a really good article in the Beacon News, which I'll be detailing to you guys just a little bit here. All right. Josie says they've gone every year. Good to hear that. Michelle Gum spent my childhood going there. All right. And the word of the day is tranquil. I... God, I love it. All right. Uh, the primary focus of some of the recent work of renovation when it comes to Leonard's Avenue has been redoing the 17 large books that depict the biblical tale of the Christ child's birth because, as Leonard's Avenue resident Aaron Puffent puts it, quote, there is no story without the story, right? Close quote. I agree. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, thankfully and gratefully, the Paramount Theater's props department stepped in to help and volunteer to cut and shape the 34 new panels needed for the line of books. Months ago, the Leonard's Avenue Committee tried unsuccessfully to contact the artist who had painted the lettering on the new books for the display's 50th anniversary. Rumor had it he had retired or was even dead, which is why panic began setting in. When Plan B hit a major snag, it was impossible for the theater's prop department to laser the lettering into the plywood without messing up the panels. Dun, dun, dun. And the clock was quickly approaching midnight. But that's when artist Joshua Schultz, Joshua Schultz, best known locally for his outdoor murals, began working on a window image to disguise construction going on inside the building. He got out of the car, knocked on the glass, and asked if they'd be interested in painting the gospel, if he, if they would be interested in him painting the gospel's words on the panels. Good stuff. All right. Uh, now, Mr. Finley, he's not retired. He took part with Josh, and they got it done. And the, um, the work has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, so yesterday, just yesterday, it opened up on Leonard's Avenue for folks to watch. You can see it the whole rest of the month. Shouts out to Josh Schultz, who's a friend of the show, and shouts out to Mr. Pat Finley. All right. Lynn Chan is here. Good morning to you, Lynn Chan. Mahmoud Hossein, good morning to you. Alejandra, good morning from VNA Healthcare. What is up? Good to see you. Good to see you. Alejandra is also a photographer of Conchita photography so shouts out to her as well mondo mondo good morning to you sir and casildo casey cuevas good morning all of you wonderful people the time is 8 19 a.m you are listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast i love it i love it i love it all right how many pieces of news did you get to these people when i was uh out Four. telling these people that we're late Four. Mm -hmm. all right Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, I want you guys to know about Elf on the Shelf coming soon. That's a Christmas musical, and it's coming to Rosemont Theater on Sunday the 19th at 2 p.m. Uh, two shows, actually, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. This returns to uh, the stage for a live musical capturing the hearts of families everywhere. Uh, it's inspired by the beloved box set, The Elf on the Shelf, Christmas Tradition. This touring stage production is a thrilling spectacle of music and dance that transports audiences to the North Pole to glimpse the magical lives of Santa's scout elves. This toe-tapping tale tells the story of one particularly impressive scout elf, elf excuse me, yeah, who must help his new human family remember the importance of Christmas cheer. Go ahead. All right. Featuring an original story and score, dazzling sets and costumes, and heartfelt moments that will bring the family together, this joyous and uplifting celebration will leave audiences captivated by the splendor of the season. 
The Elf on the Shelf, a Christmas musical, comes to Rosemont at 5400 North River Road this Sunday, December 19th, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Tickets start at $29.95 with VIP packages starting at $84.95 plus applicable fees. And they are on sale now at www.ticketmaster.com. Awesome. While the show must go on, they are committed to bringing live entertainment back safely and creating an environment for audience members, crew, and cast members to enjoy this experience with an enhanced level of protection. Awesome stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, you guys. So, as you can see, what do you guys think about the, about the uh, background? Looks good, don't it? Looks really good. It's coming along. More and more decorations are coming, you guys, and we appreciate everybody sending us things. Don't forget, our address is 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. That is where we're at, and uh, if you send us anything, it will go on our wall. We appreciate all of our fans, all of our listeners, and all of our supporters for sending us all the great stuff. Jen Ingram Art, uh, Devin the Artist, Rita's Ministry, Lace Up for Literacy, all that good stuff. So we appreciate it. This is definitely a community show. The time is 8.22 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right. Uh, just last week, we told you guys about the budget that was passed, uh, that the Aurora City Council passed. $529 million budget, the largest in the city's history. Despite the over 20% increase in 2021, the budget will not raise property taxes, including the taxes levied to pay public safety pensions. And that's according to our city officials here in the second largest city. According to Aurora's chief financial officer, Mr. Chris Minnick, quote, this is the largest budget in the history of our city. Even so, we made sure it didn't raise taxes. According to Mayor Irvin, it's the first time in over a decade, I would imagine, that we're not raising the levy at all. The $529 million budget includes carryovers from the 2021 budget of $39.5 million. The carryover is for projects that either were not completed in 2021 or paid for during the year. Many of those things are infrastructure projects, such as road work or for sewer and water. Actual spending plan for 2022 anticipates about $491 million in expenses with about $498 million in revenue. That makes the budget for the year balanced, according to Mr. Minnick, and he anticipates about a $7 million surplus at the year end. It includes a general fund, the city's main operating fund, of about $205 million. The main city tax levy would total about $79.4 million, with another $5.2 million levied separately for debt. Because the actual amount of, of money the city is asking for is the same, it is anticipated assessed value across the city will increase. The tax rate should go down, meaning some taxpayers may actually pay less in property taxes to the city. Interesting. The budget was also historic because it was done, it was the first done in more than 30 years without former Alderman Robert O'Connor, who was the Finance Committee Chairman during all of that time. It was shepherded through the budget hearings and the council by Alderman Carl Franco, Fifth Ward Alderman, for the first time. According to Mr. Minnick, the city expects to see a rebound from the pandemic in both sales and income taxes, even taking into account the city will get less in both due to the city's reported loss in population, according to the latest U.S. Census numbers. The city of Aurora will lose an estimated $3.6 million due to the census saying that Aurora lost about 17,000 people during the last 10 years. Now, let's read that again, because that might have just went over your head. Yeah, word up. The city will lose an estimated $3.6 million due to the census saying Aurora lost about 17,000 people during the past 10 years. About $900,000 of that would be in motor fuel tax, which Minnick said would mean fewer road maintenance projects. Wow. The rest of the $2.7 million loss would be absorbed by the general fund. Um, that's a lot of money. Holy cow. 
The budget also includes a revenue infusion of about an estimated $17 million with the city. And that should be from the American Recovery from the Pandemic Act passed by Congress earlier this year. The city also stands to be able to pay for some road and water and sewer projects with money from the federal infrastructure bill recently enacted by Congress. Holy cow. So, uh, that's money lost. It's money gained. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what becomes of Aurora in regards to projects this next year. I really am. I personally can't wait for 2022. How are you guys feeling about it? Are you ready? Are you prepared? What do you think about 2022? What do you want to see happen? What are you anxious about? What are you excited about? You can let us know that in the chat. The time is 8.27 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right. Uh, Monica, take me to a commercial because I have something to tell these people about. And I think that it does... Qualify as our dear friends of Tavern on Broadway are going to be holding a joint New Year's Eve party. Good morning, Aurora. Buenos Dias, Aurora, and Tavern on New Year's Eve. The flyest, the greatest New Year's Eve party in the history of the world is taking place, and you guys are all invited. Get ready. Champagne toast, music, black and white party. It's going down. Black and white, shades of black and white, or gray and silver. The address is 24 North Broadway. And the date is New Year's Eve. Yay! All right. Now, here's some health-related news, too, because this is very important, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you this. There is a mobile clinic for COVID-19 vaccinations and flu shots taking place on Wednesdays at Supermercado El Huero. Uh, Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and... Uh, Thursdays from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And once again, the vaccines available are the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. Uh, VNA Healthcare is putting this together. For more information, you can call 630-892-4355. The number is 630-892-4355. Also, the Alive Center has their mentorship program going on every day from 3 to 7 p.m. Mentees are middle school students and mentors are junior high and high school students. Uh, The purpose of the program is to create positive peer relationships between middle school students and upperclassmen. By spending time together, trying new things and discovering what makes them come alive, both mentor and mentee will gain a greater sense of belonging and confidence. For more information or to apply, please visit www.alivecenter.org or email jeff at alivecenter.org. I love it. Absolutely wonderful. All right. So how you guys feeling out there? Are you excited? Are you upbeat? Let me know in the chat. Let us know in the chat. Put an emoji in the chat with your feeling. Let me know how you feel. Are you beautiful like a butterfly? Are you sunny like sunshine? You guys can let us know that. Um, McCarty Mills Tap Room has a great event coming up next year in February. Thursday, February 10th at 6.30 p.m. It's the February Paint and Sip by our friends of Perfect, excuse me, My Perfect Palette. You can get your paint on, get your sip on at the same time and be creative. Um, So it'll be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And once again, McCarty Mills is located at 140 South River Street down here in Aurora. A great place to be. And we appreciate all of our great friends like Mr. Alvin Soto and Dora Sanchez Soto as well. They are awesome folks and they've been great supporters and helpers of Good Morning Aurora since we started our show. So uh, 
we want to say, please visit their business, please show them some love, and please support them. All right. Now, let's move. Oh, Josie Mendoza-Geller. Yeah, that's right. Josie's going to be there. Hey. Judge Bianca Camargo, good morning to you and happy Monday as well. And shouts out to our dear friend of Judge Bianca Camargo, who was recently sworn in by Judge Renee Cruz. All right. All right, all right, all right. December 18th, Posada on Wheels drive-thru. This event is co-hosted by Alderwoman Wani Garza from War 2 and Unidos. There will be blankets, stuffed animals, candy bags, and gift certificates. Hey. December 18th at 11 a.m. until supplies last at Sacred Heart Church parking lot. Um, volunteers are welcome. Photos and videos donated by Del Bosque Photography. That's our boy, Jose Del Bosque. He is a good man. Good man. All right. Maria Chirito and Gloria Gerardo, good to see you guys. Gloria, good morning to you, Aurora. I hope you have a nice day today, and I hope you had a nice weekend to stay safe out there today. Okay, thank you very much. Norma Peterson, Kingsway Pharmacy on Montgomery Road, right next to State Representative Stephanie Kifwitz's office, has boosters available for walk-in. The boosters are very important, you guys. Very, 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 very important. We've been telling you guys about the boosters for a while. And we also told you to please contact your medical professional to see what may be right for you. And if appropriate, we recommend the boosters. OK, uh, we take public health extremely seriously on this show since the beginning of the show. Well, actually, let me start over going back to the beginning of this show. If you guys were listening like Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre and Tracy Duran and so many of you, uh, we would read the COVID-19 totals every single morning. Um, unfortunately, we stopped doing that because COVID-19 started to get worse. And it was somewhat of a slight drag. So what we started doing instead was simply highlighting and bringing up uh, new health initiatives, new health resources anytime they popped up here in the city. And uh, once again, we're big proponents of it. Our friends work at health or at BNA Healthcare, so we always shout out anything that will help uh, raise awareness and public safety. Time is eight thirty-three a.m. Woo! word all right as you guys know we have been um we've been proponents of and fans of many in our community and buenos dias aurora is our sister show as you guys know uh, buenos dias aurora is the second largest city's first bilingual news podcast and at this very moment we are going to take a moment of silence for Mr. Vicente Fernandez, who passed away yesterday at the age of 81. So without further delay, a quick moment of silence. a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Rest in peace, good sir. All right. So, um, I want to bring up a little something that's going to be real helpful for you guys. Monica, you could bring us back on the uh, cam, por favor. I want to bring up something that's going to be really beneficial to you guys, um, especially to our seniors here in Aurora. Uh, as you guys know, I myself, for quite some time, I've always tried to do what I can physically and in person to help seniors. Um, I'll do what I can this go around. Things have changed a little bit for me with the show and everything in a in a good fashion so i'm no longer able to take that block of time early in the morning during the week like i used to uh but operation senior shovel it's entering its second year here in aurora i bring this up because if anybody can volunteer for this it'd be very much appreciated 
Uh, it's going on for the entire winter. The pilot program by the city started in February of last year. But for this winter, it begins this month, it will be open to 150 Aurora residents, at least 60 years of age, or residents with disabilities or serious medical conditions that prohibit them from shoveling snow. They also cannot have someone younger than 60 in the household who can shovel snow. Uh, according to Katrina Boatwright, Senior and Disability Services Director at the City of Aurora, quote, this time it's for the full winter season. Once you're registered, you're in for the full year, quote, close quote. Last year, residents that signed up for the program had to do so for each snow event. But this year, residents can request assistance for the entire season by applying online at www.auroratechil.org slash senior shovel or by calling 630-256-3015. The online application uh, and phone line will both be available beginning uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Approved applicants will be notified by this Friday. Interesting. All right. Those who wish to volunteer can register online. And I include, or excuse me, I implore you to please volunteer if you can. Operation Senior Shovel is a volunteer-based community initiative. All volunteers are asked to commit to serving the duration of the winter and will be assigned to specific houses for the season. All volunteers must provide their own snow removal equipment. The city will provide salt at each approved home. Uh, and according to Katrina Boatwright, each household that enters the program gets a five gallon bucket of salt for the snow removal volunteer to use. Now that is awesome stuff. Monica, do you shovel snow? I see. <laughs> well, back in North Carolina, there was any snow, right? And then if there was snow, our whole city didn't really. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Patrice Morata, good morning to you. Mustafa Mosta, good morning. And Casildo says, amen, and rest in peace to Vicente Fernandez, a legend and icon of Mexican ranchera music. Interesting stuff. Sorry to hear that, man. Sorry to hear that. I first became aware of Mr. Chente when I was a young kid. Um, but when I lived in California, uh, they would always bump his music. So shout out to my personal friend, Roberto Dominguez, as well, who passed away, who was the first person who I ever heard, uh, first person, first household, who I ever heard um, Chente music playing in. So I really had a, really had a good memory of Robert just yesterday. Um, but he's passed away as well. Okay, you guys. So I got immigration news for you as well. The time is 8.39 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, Monica told you guys about IllinoisHousingHelp.org. That link is in the chat. If you or someone you know is behind on their rent due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Illinois ILRPP program is open for round two. Uh, I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to apply for that program. You can receive financial assistance from the program to help cover your rent. The money is paid directly to your landlord. All right. So here's the thing that's going on in January. Immigration. Now, the title of this needs to be changed, but I got what they meant by the title. The old, why don't they come here the right way? Uh, but it'll be at 6.30 p.m. at the Aurora Public Library, 101 South River Street. Beatriz Rosa, Executive Director of Family Focus, will be there providing immigrant families and individuals with bilingual services uh, to provide pathways to success. Jenny Grabelski, supervising attorney for justice for our neighbors, uh, providing free, high-quality legal services for low-income immigrants. And also Linnea Wendell, president and CEO of VNA Healthcare since 1999. VNA Healthcare is a patient-centered, community-based, not-for-profit healthcare provider. Interesting stuff. Program sponsors. Besides the Aurora Public Library are the League of Women Voters of the Aurora area. The League does a lot of good stuff here in the city. January 11th is the date, so keep that on your calendars. Also, in January, our next Noticias y Mimosas 
Number five will be taking place, and our guest will be Eric Pry, curator of the GAR. Eric Pry is a personal friend of the show. He will be detailing Aurora history, and not only that, he will also showcase some exhibits for us to see on hand on that particular date. But you can't touch nothing because that's city property. So you can't get, you know, don't get your sticky fingers all over the helmet that the Germans had back in. You can't do that. So you can only look at a distance. But you guys understand that these are very sensitive items. All right. I personally am looking forward to the holidays here. We got a great show lineup next week. Tomorrow we're going to have a great um, group of artists. We will have King Bone and Jack Frost on the show tomorrow. And they'll talk about Aurora hip hop, Aurora rap, and all things music here in the city of Aurora. That'll be pretty cool because we've had a good number of artists on the show. Not all of them have been rappers or hip hop artists and everything like that. So it'll be a very cool, um, a, a cool different flow for what we typically do here on the show with our artists. Um, I do have to say, though, as we keep going forward, that I'm happy. I'm very, very, very happy that um, a new year is coming up, but I'm happy that you guys have been with us. Uh, I'm happy to see so many new faces out at the events that we go to and the things that we do. I want to give a shout out right now to an Instagram follow of ours, Tina Marie. Uh, Tina Marie came through to the uh, I almost said Otis is memo. She came through to the vaccine event that happened on Saturday at 1 East Benton, and she met Gabriel Bradford. Uh, now, if I remember correctly, because I didn't, she didn't like, oh, I'm Tina Marie from Instagram. If I remember correctly, she had on a gray face mask, um, and she had a stroller that she was pushing, uh, and she was rather short so if that was you tina marie i want to say good morning to you and it was awesome to see you glad you came out there good stuff hit the claps for tina marie would you pour favor all right now we've also got a noticias e mimosas event already locked in for march and our guest in March is going to be friend of the show and City of Aurora Youth Services Director, Mr. Simon Rodriguez. He will be coming to Tavern on Broadway and sitting down with the second largest city's first daily news podcast to talk to us about the work that he is doing, the work that has been done, and what challenges lay ahead when it comes to addressing the needs of youth here in our second largest city. Uh, he's been on the show a few times. I think he's had three interviews with us, and each one has been enlightening. Each one has been absolutely fantastic. And with each one, we learned something that we didn't know ourselves. So shouts out to Mr. Simon Rodriguez if he's listening, and we look forward to seeing that brother very, very soon. All right. Um, do we got any local joints? Any more local joints if we can take us to a commercial give us like our last i think we got like two more. two more two more word up word up valley doyle has a great new year's eve party coming up as well with this end up party favors decorations champagne toast and a late night breakfast buffet all included with your ticket sitting on a first come first served basis doors to the showroom open at 7 p.m but come early for cocktails and appetizers at the Valley Doyle Pub, which is open all day. Tickets are $25. For more information on all music data at Valley Doyle, I'll be sharing a link with your chat. Oh, wait. That all right. Mm -hmm. Addie Rubio, what's up? Good morning to you, Addie. Addie recently <laughs> subscribed to the YouTube channel. We appreciate you so much, Addie. You awesome, wonderful person, you. If you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. We need all of you wonderful subscribers. Dora Sanchez Soto, sorry I'm late. Good morning, Addie. Late too, but hello. But you know what? It's all right. Better late than never. I'll be honest with you. I got to tell y'all something. It's to the point now on this show, if I don't see certain names in the chat, I start getting worried. I start getting worried. Like, yo, what the hell? Where, where Tracy Duran at? It's 8, 11 a.m. Where Addie Rubio? Where is Josie Mendoza Geller? Where's Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Because we care. 
That's why we care. You know, here's the thing. I'm a, can I talk to y'all real quick for just a moment? Can I have like a couple? Thank you very much. Here's the thing, what you got to understand. For a long time, people like me and people like you were always wondering, how can the people who deserve it come up? How can the people who need to benefit get that benefit? How can people who deserve so much rise to the top? When will that happen? Well, it happened on May 11th of 2020, and it's been going on ever since. And from the bottom of our collective heart, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, listening, and supporting. Because each listen, each like, each share helps to make our community better. It's not about us. It's about you. All right, word up. All right, I'm done preaching. I'm going to give you all a couple more news joints, and then we will get to our final word of the day. It's 8.47 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I am so ready for next year. I am ready for, and I can't wait until January 1st, 2022. I swear, because what you will see with Good Morning Aurora will shock and amaze you. It will. It's all going to be a remember when. I promise you that. We will do so much in 2022. You won't believe it. Now, in that same vein, though, we've made, we've come a long way. And today, before the show, you guys weren't in the studio like we were. But before the show, I was telling Monica that, you know, going forward, I broke the same rule I just laid down today. But going forward with our guests, for example, so like you guys, we're on the news and then the bell, the bell rang and, you know, our guests who were supposed to be on today showed up at 8, 10 a.m. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine way back when Good Morning Aurora started. We were, you know, one, may, one day we're on at 8.03, the next day it's 8.06, then one day at 7.58. And he was telling me, he was like, yo, he was like, you got to get your time down, baby. Get your time squared away. And we took that advice to heart. So with that being said, next year, we are going to be savages on everything. And not only that, we are going to have some of you, dear listeners, as our guests and friends on this show. We'll be getting your stories. Some of you people who've, who are listening right now have had interviews with us, but you're going to get another one. And we'll be out there to see you. And we will be in the community more and more and more and more every single day. Uh, Tracy Duran says, hey, we're all family. And yes, that is true. And that is correct. We are all family. and We're a team here as well. I want to say a shout out to Tracy Duran as well, because Tracy Duran is one of the people who has always been a helping hand with Good Morning Aurora. And so many of you other people are as well. Uh, a lot of you people know me personally and we've talked before the show we've talked after the show and we've had all kinds of good conversations and i take the things that you tell us to heart and many of you guys have seen that some of the things that you've brought up and spoken about it's come to fruition on the show so we appreciate that guys keep up the good work and keep sharing your things with us Alejandra, how you feeling this morning? Let us know in the chat. I know I just called you out of nowhere on the chat in front of the whole world of people, but let me know how you're feeling out there. Did you get any good photography done in Joliet over the weekend? I saw all the stuff you was doing. It looked really fly. Congratulations to you. Okay. Um, it's 8.50 a.m. Couple more things, couple more things, couple more things, and then we are going to get to the final word of the day. Now, um, if you are downtown again and you are on Broadway, right across from Tavern on Broadway is a great restaurant called Chupacabra. I heard great things about them. I'm going to be in there pretty soon. And uh, I don't think I'll bring the camera. I'm going to show up on them. So don't, don't spoil it for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 
Good morning, Roy's gonna come here and bring the camera. Don't go in there and tell him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna bring the camera in there and see what's going on with Chupacabra because I keep hearing great things about them. I keep hearing so much good stuff. So I'm looking forward to uh, shouting them out, trying the food and seeing what's going on. Our dear friend of the show, uh, Victoria Hila Maldonado, fantastic author. Um, she introduced us to Hukalita Tacos, Mr. Mario Lopez, who's a dear friend. I saw him doing some great things over the weekend. So shouts out to uh, Mr. Lopez, Hukalita Tacos, located at 18 North State Street, North Aurora. They are doing wonderful things for the community. Now, I don't typically do this because it's not set in well, it's 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 not set in stone, but we're definitely chiseling. So Monica, take us to that thing, and I'm a yeah, do that thing, yeah. Just finished my last paper for the third semester of your MSW NEIU. Oh, shouts out, but that was a text message. Good job. Uh, okay, listen. January 15th, there is a community event that's formulating right now. It's happening. VNA Healthcare, Unidos, The Neighbor Project, coming together. Making it happen, looking at it, analyzing, discovering how best to address health, immigration concerns, and housing in our community. January 15th is going to be a day where organizations will be coming together to try our very best to start off the new year in a helpful and positive way. The location could be Sacred Heart Church. We working on it, but stay tuned. Volunteers may be needed on this particular day, and if you are around and you are available, your help will be solely needed. The message for next year, ladies and gentlemen, is being formulated this year. We are going to change the world. We will, we definitely will. Here at Good Morning Aurora, myself, Monica by extension. We really and truly care about everybody in this city. We really do. Whether you're a young kid or a senior citizen, we are going to try to do what we can to uplift your quality of life. To do that, we'll be doing more and more community events. This year, we kind of laid the foundation for it, and it's been working quite well in our favor. Uh, but uh, building on that strength and taking it into a new year is actually going to be very helpful because we'll be out in the community more and more and more. And that's something that I'm looking forward to. We, you will see Good Morning Aurora everywhere. You will see us all over the place. You might even see us at the White House. Joe Biden. Like, yeah, we got Curtis Bobby here. You know what I'm saying? We got Monica back. Word up. Yes. Yes, that's right. You could see that. You just might see that. We're claiming it right now. We've done so much this year, and I'm just happy. And that's all it is. And I hope that you guys can understand that your host likes to talk about happy stuff. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? Does anybody realize that? Like, yo, this dude, right? It may be raining outside. It's not raining in here. It might be gloomy out there. It's not gloomy over here. Hopefully, it's not gloomy with you either. Monica, did I forget anything before? It's five. It's eight fifty-five. Did I forget? Is there anything I forgot before I start really ranting to these people? I'm. I'm I feel like I'm. Am I ranting? Am I ranting? Are you not entertained? Did I forget anything, though? No? Okay. All right, it's 8.55 a.m. Now, I do have my message of the day. Josue Pais. Oh, that's what I got. To, that's what I had to say. Well, that's not, not just what I had to say, but I got something. Josue Pais. Let me tell you something about Josue Pais. Uh, here's the thing. Culture. 
comes in many different shapes and forms. And Josue said, shared a photo on Instagram yesterday of um, what looked like a, a scene of his culture. And we reshared that on Buenos Dias Aurora. But Josue Pais and his wife Veronica are the proprietors of Harry Beast Dog Parlor. And we at Good Morning Aurora are firm supporters of Harry Beast Dog Radio and Harry Beast Dog Parlor. Anything that Josue Pais and his wife Veronica do, we will always stand by it 100%. Not only because they're great people, not only because they're small business people who have an idea that's community-based and forward-thinking, but also because on a hot day in the summertime, when so much stuff was going on downtown here, there, and the other, and everything like that, Osue reached out to Good Morning Aurora to help team up for their third anniversary party. And that felt really good. Why did it feel really good? Because that was the first time I was ever on the mic in front of, well, not the first time, but like helping out to MC for another event. And that really felt good because I tried to use my voice to help other people. And on that particular day, I felt like we did. So I appreciate that. Shouts out to you, Josue, and to Veronica Trujillo as well. Okay. Chupacabra is awesome. So good. Vegan options. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Good morning to you. You awesome, awesome person. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre was listening to Good Morning Aurora back when I was in the bathroom. Back when I didn't know what I was doing. Shouts out to Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Charuz, good morning to you. It's always sunny at Good Morning Aurora. Mark January 20th and February 4th for future events at Downtown Aurora. Hopefully GMA. That's right. Penciled in. Word up. Okay, now let me rant and get out of here for y'all. 8.58 a.m. All right. So it's Monday. Brand new week. Brand new feeling. Brand new style. We've got new news and we've got new objectives. But here's something that's not new. What's not new is how we feel. That's not new. A lot has been shared with Good Morning Aurora over the course of this year. And every time somebody shares something with us, it stays with us and it stays a part of the show. It's kind of like Lincoln Logs. Y'all remember Lincoln Logs? I don't know how old some of y'all people are. If you're young, you may not remember Lincoln. What the hell is a Lincoln Log? Remember Lincoln Logs, y'all? Tracy Duran, you remember Lincoln Logs? Lincoln Logs, you take it, you build your foundation, and you keep going from there. That's how Good Morning Aurora also operates. You share, the log helps build. You contribute, the log helps build. Until eventually, it's a large structure that can help everybody. So, with that being said, I hope that... Anybody who hears my voice can continue to have a good day, positive day, and find something useful. Whether it's getting your booster, whether it's getting vaccinated, whether it's getting your flu shot, whether it's volunteering, whether it's helping a senior, whether it's helping young people, or if it's donating for the feminine hygiene drives and things like that that take place as well. I hope, I really, really, really do hope that you and benefit and help another person with our story. And I hope that you continue to share with us so we can use your story to help somebody else. We're all in this together. And the this, Aurora, take care of yourself and each other.